Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. We talk a lot about the complications that parents deal with during this pandemic. But what about people caring for a loved one with dementia? Some of the issues are actually the same. Daycares are closed for children. Well, so are adult day centers. Parents are feeling overworked and isolated as they multitask and juggle both work and giving care. Well, so are caregivers for older adults. But some of the issues that affect families with an adult with dementia are unique. And joining us today to talk about some of them is Amy Sabrino. She's the Program Services Coordinator for Memory Care Home Solutions. That's a St. Louis-based nonprofit. They specialize in helping families that are dealing with these issues. So Amy Sabrino, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sarah. So Amy, I'm wondering what first got you interested in dealing with um, issues of dementia and and Alzheimer's and, and people dealing with these conditions? My grandmother actually had Alzheimer's. She was diagnosed when I was 10 years old. And so I really grew up um, being a, a care partner and support for her and with my family and um, just saw how this disease affected my family and wanted to learn what were ways that other families were dealing with this and just ways to make it easier. Hmm. Um, and so gr- growing up in central Illinois and more of a rural area, we didn't have as many services and supports as we do in St. Louis. Um, And so being able to connect with groups like Memory Care Home Solutions was just really life-changing, knowing that there are programs and services that can make life better for people living with dementia as well as their families. So Memory Care Home Solutions, that's uh, the the, um, nonprofit that you now work for, working with these same patients that are just like what you grew up seeing in your family. Um, I'm hoping you can give us just a bit of an overview. What are some of the main services that they provide for families? Absolutely. Um, so we we have occupational therapists and social workers on our team. Um, and like me, uh, most of us do have some kind of personal connection hmm. to dementia. Um, our founder, Lisa Barron, actually um, created Memory Care Home Solutions because of her caregiving experience. Whenever she was caring for a loved one, she just she and her family really didn't know where to turn for guidance and training. Um, And and so that was the thought in mind whenever we were created. And so all of our clinicians are trained in three different evidence-based programs that look at how we can train and support care partners in how to change their communication, setting up the home environment for safety and functioning, and then also looking at how we're structuring the activity and routine to promote independence um, for someone living with dementia. And you use the term care partner. I understand you use that very intentionally. Uh, Most of us are familiar with the term caregiver. What's the difference there with care partner? Right. So you might hear care partner and caregiver used interchangeably. Um, What we found is that language matters. And especially around dementia, we want to reduce the stigma around these diseases. And so care partner is a newer term that really promotes the respect and dignity for people living with dementia, that they're able to highlight what's important to them and what is meaningful in the support that they want and the care that they receive. Hmm. 
so their partner's sort of in it together, not somebody Absolutely. from top down on high. Absolutely. Well, so our second guest today is actually one of those care partners, and it's somebody who um, has worked with your agency as she's dealing with some of these issues with her own family, and that is Gail Brown. She's a care partner, got to get used to that term, um, (laughs) for her mother who has Alzheimer's. Uh, She's also the president of Brown Court Camp Realty. So, Gail Brown, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Hello, Amy. Yes. So, Gail, um, I understand it's your mother who has Alzheimer's, um, but this is actually your second go-round um, with a, a diagnosis like that. Tell us a little bit about your parents and, and what that experience has been. Yes, sure. So, my father was uh, diagnosed uh, around 2013, and it's really interesting that, you know, before he was diagnosed, um, I really didn't have an understanding of Alzheimer's, dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, All I knew is that there were some strange things happening uh, with his conversation, um, the way that he was able to, um, you know, follow directions or not follow directions or just um, his work because he was, um, you know, a business owner and, uh, I just saw some, some gaps there. So, you know, we got him assessed and, um, they, you know, said that we had Alzheimer's here mm-hmm. and, um, we then followed up with Alzheimer's Association and, um, from there, we received a lot of resources, and the first thing that we participated in was a, a program called Project Esteem, and it was for the caregiver and also the person with dementia um, to work together to understand what was going on, what is this disease, how do you... Uh, manage uh, with it because there's you know no cure so mm-hmm. you're really managing so that was very helpful and um, that's how I was first introduced to uh, memory home care solutions. Okay and then as you've continued in this there was a couple years of, of caring for your father I understand it's it's after that that um, your mother really began to suffer from this after your father passed. Um, what kind yes. of yeah? What what kind of support then was was Memory Care Home Solutions able to offer throughout that journey of just all these stages yeah. that you've dealt with now? Yeah, a- absolutely. So the first thing, you know, going back to my father's care, um, my father was what you would call a runner. So every mm. time he saw a door, he wanted to go out of it. <laughs> so. Um, it was just very tricky just keeping him safe and keeping him in. And so one of the things that they did early on was they came by the house and um, I, I always say booby-trapped. They, <laughs> put, they put alarms on the doors and they put these fake doorknobs that we, our family, could operate, but for the person, it was, you know, difficult, and put little locks on cabinet doors, um, just made the home safe, so that was helpful. Almost like a a parent uh, child-proofs their house. Yeah, absolutely, and so that was very helpful 
for the care, you know, for my father. And then now, uh, you know, with my mother, um, what has been, you know, very helpful is uh, similarly, she's not, you know, she's not a runner. She, uh, but uh, she's very active um, and she needs things to do. So, Mm. Um, Carrie, who's the person who works directly with me from Memory Home Care Solutions, she's been very helpful in helping me set up routines, set up schedules, uh, set up activities that she will be engaged in and that she can, um, you know, find some joy in doing while I can do some other things as well. So you can actually and get some, some work yeah, done. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can get some things done. So, you know, that has been very helpful for me. Amy, I'm curious, um, for the families that you work with, this is obviously just such a weird time. Everybody's at home for such long periods of time. And even though the economy is starting to open up, I think for many older adults, they're not rushing out there to go party in the Lake of the Ozarks, say. Um, they're, <laughs> they're staying at home. That that routine that Gail mentioned, is that something that, that you guys are working with many clients on, trying to sort of find uh, the, the meaning in these days that, that kind of just run all into each other? Yes, absolutely. Um, Even before COVID-19, we really talked about routine with all of our clients because we know for a person living with dementia, that routine and structure is just so important to help keep them as independent as possible and functioning really well. Um, and, And whenever we talk about routine, the kind of points that we try to encourage families to think about is just having similar sleep wake times, meal times, medication times. So we're kind of building the day around those. So they're, they look as similar as possible. Um, and then the rest of the time, we're just filling with meaningful activity and, and, um, and engagement throughout the day. Gail, that, that meaningful activity, what does that look like in your mother's case? Yes. Um, in, in my mother's case, um, we listen to music, mm-hmm. you know, so that's one of the things that um, she enjoys. So I have the Pandora on, and uh, she'll listen to um, uh, Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. And so she has good taste. You know, she yeah. So she finds joy in that, and then also she. You know what? She's not comprehending it, but she likes to look at magazines. She likes the colors. She um, and she finds joy in that. So she looks at uh, magazines, um, also calendars that have babies. For some, she has this fascination now with babies. So mm. you know, she she does that. She doesn't, you know, really uh, like a lot of television except for like Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> you know, some of those things and, and the voice and, and some programs like that. So um, we spend time that. And, um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, my mother really enjoyed um, is she enjoyed church and, and we're not able right now to go to church mm-hmm. uh but uh, so that's kind of difficult because she doesn't really understand why. Um, but, you know, we are doing the very best we can through Zoom, but that's that's kind of hard for her to understand. So, um, you know, we 
yeah, we try to, you know, do the very best we can, you know, with with our our routine and um, you know one of the things that uh, we also set up with uh, memory home care solutions was they made a referral for mobile physical therapy because it was very important you know during this time for me that mom didn't become sedentary that Mm -hmm. you know she just would not just be sitting around the house um, so they come in twice a week and work with her. So that's an activity, um, you know, that she's doing that she finds joy in. And she's doing that um, in person, or that switched to a, a Zoom type version? No. Uh, well, right now, um, as of you know, a few weeks ago, they started coming back into the house. So that must they, have been a, a relief. Yeah. To have yeah, that back. Yeah. So yeah. So they're coming into the house and. You know, they have all of their you know, mask on and they're uh, practicing, you know, all of the precautions uh, to make sure that she's safe. So, um, you know, that's very helpful. So some of these services, Amy, are, are starting back up again in person, not just online. They are. Um, so we, we've been in touch with several adult day programs um, that are slowly starting to reopen. And, and it looks a little different from before, of course, but um, we're, we're starting to get kind of a gauge of which programs are opening. Um, home care has still been serving clients throughout COVID, mm-hmm. um, but with the respite, like, um, Gail was saying earlier of just getting a break throughout the day, we've had to become a little more creative during this time. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Amy Sabrino. She's the program services coordinator for Memory Care Home Solutions. That's a local nonprofit that assists families caring for someone with dementia. We're also talking to Gail Brown, who uh, cares for her mother, Dolores, who suffers from Alzheimer's. We need to take a quick break, but if you've been listening to our conversation and you want to join us after that, if you have a question um, or, if, or if this is something you're experiencing yourself, give us a call, 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. And we will be back to continue this conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com. And now back to our conversation. We're talking to Amy Sabrino. She's a licensed social worker and the program services coordinator for Memory Home Solutions. That's a nonprofit right here in St. Louis. They help families dealing with Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. We're also joined today by Gail Brown. She's the president of Brown Court Camp Realty. Uh, The reason she's here today is that she uh, is a care partner for her mother who has Alzheimer's. Now, before the break, Gail had mentioned that her mother had kind of a limited understanding of why she couldn't go in person to church anymore. And Amy, that made me um, wonder about uh, the the clients that you guys deal with, how much understanding they have of, of what's going on out there. You know, we had talked a few days ago to some directors of local daycare centers for kids, and they talked about trying to get kids used to, to seeing those masks. Is that also something that requires some finessing when it comes to the older adults that you deal with? Absolutely. Um, since 
there are kind of various stages of dementia. Um, it really comes down to kind of each individual, kind of what their capacity is to understand kind of where we are. Um, one of the biggest rules we talk about with communication with our clients is that we can't rationalize and reason um, with someone living with dementia. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of in the moment and um, the facts and information don't especially matter. And so it's challenging during this time because um, if we're trying to present the facts and say we can't go outside, we have to wear a mask, you have to wash your hands, that might not stick as much and make as much sense as if we just help someone say, oh, I'm going to wash my hands now. Here's soap for you too. Hmm. Um, and so rather than trying to explain it, we're just doing it um, and, and not giving as many facts. That's interesting. They don't necessarily need to know the whole backstory. Gail, have you found that with your mother that sometimes it's easier just to sort of um, present things as a fait accompli? Absolutely. Uh, with my mother and her stage of dementia, um, at this point, yeah, she does not understand what's going on with the mask. You know, an example is uh, we, you know, went over to see my sister. I uh, had to drop something off to her, and my sister came to the car, and she had on a mask. And my mother said, you know, take off that mask. You know, mm -hmm. she wanted to see her face. Uh, didn't really understand that. Um, now, every once in a while, you know, we have the radio on, we have the TV, and she hears this over and over again. But what she also picks up is the message of death, and then she thinks about funerals and are mm. we going to a funeral. So I try to minimize that kind of information. Um, and, you know, for her stage, um, it's been difficult because usually um, because she's mobile, yeah, I, you know, as a part of her activity exercise, I usually take her with me on, you know, my appointments or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on my errands. But now, since I'm not going to put a mask on her because, you know, she's not going to understand that, um I will, you know, put her in the car and we'll take a ride. But since this has been going on, she has not been into any grocery store, any department store, anywhere mm. uh, other than, um, you know, we had yeah, an appointment, you know, at the doctor and we had to go to that. Um, but other than that, um, you know, we have not been anywhere. Um, so that's been difficult. And, and Gail, I imagine that's also been difficult for you. You have errands you need to run, and, and mm -hmm. normally it might feel like a nice excursion for your mom to get out of the house with you. Now instead she can't yeah. come. How, how are you dealing with that? Yeah. Well, fortunately, um, I still have, you know, one person that comes in. You know, I worked with uh, the in-home health care company and, you know, we talked about, you know, still continuing a service um, for about 20 hours a week and that's, that's what I have is 20 hours a week. So during that, those 20 hours are the times that I get out and I'm in real estate so, you know, do, <laughs> you have to get out there. <laughs> yeah, do some real estate business. Of course, that business has been modified as well. 
but run errands, you know, to go to the grocery store, do the things that I need to do during that time. You know, before the pandemic, I had, you know, I felt like I had a rhythm in the schedule because I had adult daycare, I had the in-home health care, I had church, I had extended family, you know, I had church family, I had all of these partners with me in caregiving. And without it, you know, it's it's a little overwhelming because, you know, you're doing everything. You know, mm-hmm. you think about, you know, when you're doing, going to adult daycare, that's taking care of two meals even, you mm-hmm. know. But, um, you know, now that you don't have that, you're doing all three meals and you're making sure everything is taken care of. So then you have more dishes on and on and on. So um, it, it's difficult, um, but, you know, we, we're managing Amy, from the the people that you work with, are you hearing a lot of that that same refrain that this is just kind of it's it's just added this this pretty big burden onto the care partners? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think COVID nineteen it's this has been a chaotic and uncertain time for everyone, um, but for especially our clients, it throws that kind of uncertainty into each day even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why with all of our clients, we've really emphasized that you're doing a great job of caring for your the person living with dementia, for, for your loved one, uh, but you need to care for yourself too mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you are just as important in your health and your well-being. Um, and, and so we've talked a, a lot about the respite options, online support groups, counseling, um, talking with their doctor about anxiety and depression medication, because um, it, it's very important that physical and mental health are our top priority. So Amy, if people reach out to Memory Care Home Solutions and they get started on that process of, of working with you guys, it sounds like that's a big part of what you do. You're not just providing um, tips for how to care with this loved one. You're also providing tips on how to care for yourself. Absolutely. Um, So since we're an interdisciplinary team, our occupational therapists are um, really kind of the the hands-on looking at the routine, um, how we can modify kind of the daily activities Mm -hmm. and and train the care partner on that. The social workers um, focus more on kind of stress management, caregiver, care partner well-being, um, and and really looking at how we're adjusting to this new role. Because it's a a lot of change, a lot of grief, but we firmly believe that there are good moments, joy and happiness in being able to highlight the independence and abilities of someone living with dementia. Hmm. Now, our producer, Joshua Phelps, last week he talked to another one of the care partners that, <coughs> excuse me, that you work with at Memory Care Home Solutions. This is Judy Willett, and she lives in Crevecore. She's a care partner for her husband, Clark, and she explained to our producer, Josh, how things have gotten harder lately. It's been very difficult. I uh, Before the virus began, I was having a companion come in a couple days a week for a few hours so that I could leave. Um, he was going to an adult day center a couple days a week. So that all stopped, you know, what, two and a half months ago, whatever that was. I So it's just been Clark and myself setting up our own routine completely. So yes, it's very, you know, I feel for the parents with their children, it's sort of the same kind of format. You know, you're there 24 uh, seven taking care of, what needs to happen. You know, for Clark, he likes one-on-one, so it's a lot of 
entertaining and, and puzzle, doing puzzles and coaching him. So yes, it has impacted me tremendously. Uh, fortunately, we can still take short walks from the house. So we do that and we take drives. But, you know, as many people, I have, you know, fortunately for Instacart and shipped, those have worked because I, you know, I can't take him into any, I would not take him into any store. I wasn't doing it beforehand. And I certainly would not do it now. And that, again, is Judy Willett of Creve Corps. Some similarities to what Gail had described. Judy also told us how she gets through this. You know, I do it hour by hour in my mind because some hours are more intense than other hours. And I, I have to feel that if, you know, Clark is very agitated at one point, you know, it will pass and I can redirect him and focus him on something else that will be better for both of us. Um, I, I like to control things and I have to step back from controlling this. So I think just taking as much step by step and being able to disengage yourself, but that's really hard when you're working with a loved one. And that, again, is Judy Willett of Creve Corps. Uh, Gail, that idea that Judy described of, of sort of surrendering to your own lack of control, is that something that resonates with you at this, at this point in time? Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, I was just listening, you know, to her and saying, well, yeah, that that's it exactly. Um, and, you know, I think that the... You know, what I want to, um, I think Amy talked about it too, is that you have to surrender to them as well. Just go into their world. Mm-hmm. I think that it it's easy, you know, when you see the person thinking that you want to bring them into your world and tell them what to do, what is right and what is wrong. My mother, you know, she has hallucinations and... I one Amy and I Amy, but uh, Carrie, you know, from Memory Home Solutions, she was helpful in sharing with me that, you know, that is her reality. That's what she sees. Go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't fight it. Just let her be her. And as long as she is not harming herself or harming others, it's okay. And so, you know, we enjoy the the people who come and visit us, <laughs> us on a regular basis. So we're really not in the house alone because my mother, my grandmother's here, you know, my deceased father's here, her brothers are here, a lot of people come into the house on a regular basis. They're all in inter- contact with her, yeah, huh? Yeah, and we all entertain them and stuff. So, um, you know, what I found is that, you know, you have to go with the flow mm-hmm. and uh, realize that, um, you know, it's not going to be a perfect day. The things that you planned, um, you know, don't be upset when plans don't go your way because they won't. <laughs> uh, but you just have to take a deep breath and you know, just go with it. And what is, you know, I always think, okay, well, what is the worst thing that could happen? You know, as long as we're safe and, um, you know, people are okay, you know, I'm just Mm -hmm. learning to just say it's all right. Boy, that's that's some great advice. And and what a great note to end on. Um, Amy, one last question for you. And that is, if someone is listening to this, and, and they suspect that a family member is dealing with this, might have Alzheimer's, they don't yet have the diagnosis. um, What is the advice you'd want to leave them with here today? So I would say, especially for people that you might start we might be starting to notice some changes or be very early in 
the disease process. Um, There's so much power in being able to build your support team now Mm -hmm. and be able to connect with um, professionals like us and and other people going through the same journey. Um, And and so I think even even reaching out and having a conversation now is so powerful um, because that knowledge can really make a difference. Um, and just helping you feel supported. Well, so if you're listening, you're not alone. Um, and we would want to encourage you to reach out to somebody who can help you. And, and a great resource for that is Memory Care Home Solutions. We have their um, their website is linked on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org in our write-up of this conversation that we have today. And um, we'd want to encourage people to just reach out to some place where they can get some help. As, as uh, Amy says, they're not alone. And as Gail says, uh, to some extent, you have to go with the flow here. So Amy Amy Sabrino of Memory Care Home Solutions, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. And Gail Brown, thank you so much for, for sharing your experience with us. Oh, thank you, Sarah. And, and the best of luck to you and your mother both. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.